pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back in. Feel Good Friday. 17th of February. Nick, Jimmy, and Gary. I can't get away from Bradbury holding Schuster, even though there's pretty conclusive evidence. The NFL is rigged. It is. Uh, there is the conspiracy theory out there about the field that George Toma. Wait, now the field was in uh, favor of that, the Chiefs? That the sod god, George Toma, who is retiring at the age of 94. And he got his start in Kansas City mm-hmm. working at then Royal Stadium and Arrowhead. He was in charge of both. And he's been in charge of the NFL fields for Ever. I don't know, nearly every Super Bowl. That because of his connection to the Chiefs, they intentionally did the field that way. Wow. So that's a theory that was yeah. floated the other day. Wow. Here's something else I saw. And the field was not good. Okay? Right. No. Oklahoma State, you took a big L in growing the field for the Super Bowl. But you got $800,000, so probably a good, yeah. good trade. So there was a lot of slippage on the field, whether it be on the paint. And the Eagles, I think, have handled this really well. They've been up front. The holding call didn't cost us. The field didn't cost us. Yeah. Nearly every single Eagle has answered questions like they would. They're competitors. Right. They're not making excuses. Both teams had to play on it. But somebody yesterday, and this was DM'd to me, and I tried to respond, and the guy somebody slid blocked, in there. blocked me. Already? Oh. Yeah, I think he was, he, let's just say he's not a Chiefs fan. He sent you a message, then block? Yeah. I don't want to hear your rebuttal. Because he knew I would talk about it on the air. So wow. All right, cool. Somebody went and charted slippage in the game, and it affected the edge rushers more than any other position. Now, there is one Those play There is one play where there are four Eagles and three Chiefs, including Mahomes, all go down due to slippage. Yeah. The Eagle pass rushers slipped on 38% of wow. the snaps. That's where Hassan Reddick was. Hmm. Now... I, I don't want to dive into, wow, that's a lot. I want to dive into who had that much time to go back and watch the game and document how many times guys slipped on a particular play. Hard enough to watch I know you, I, we've, we've all done this in either watching sports or just entertainment where you catch something and you're like, oh, I got to go back to that. Or uh, I got I to gotta remind myself to go back to that. Do you think that's what happened? Someone was watching the game like, man, that's another slip. Remind me tomorrow to go back, rewatch this game, and I'm going to chart every slip that takes place in this game. I wanted to respond to him and I said, hey, I'm, so- I'm sorry. Uh, I understand you don't like the Chiefs, but did you know that Travis Kelsey is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live <laughs> in March? March 4th! <laughs> Woo! That is bound to be a train wreck. Oh, yeah. An absolute uh, train wreck. Did you, uh, were you a fan of the, the Brizzo one? When Chris Bryan and uh, Anthony Rizzo hosted? They co-hosted? Uh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't it, it's, great. It's tough to... Brian, it's, Rizzo it's was okay. Tough to top what Peyton Manning did. Yeah. I mean, Peyton Manning was... He set the standard for the athletes. Uh, and uh, it also changed his personality. Mm-hmm. We used to think Peyton Manning was, was a stiff guy. Yep. Yeah. Who just talked about, you know, Mike Vanderjack on the sidelines. <laughs> Lickered up kicker. Barkley was... 
I expected more out of Barkley because he's kind of leaned into that personality. But he, the best thing about Barkley's appearance is all he could do was just laugh. He would just start laughing during like the skits, and it was that alone was funny. But I wouldn't say like, oh, Barkley was good. Like he was funny and good. Like he just he kept cracking up. Which I remember Michael. That was funny yeah. with the super fans. Yeah. Hey, yep. Just like Sports Illustrated has changed, Saturday Night Live has definitely changed. Oh yeah. I really catch the opening monologue. And then I'll do the update desk. Yep. Uh, weekend update. We usually fast forward to weekend update, and then that's about it. And I haven't. I and that was twenty twenty one. Yeah, hey, it's probably the last time I I'll, watched. I'll watch, but I, it is bound to be a train wreck. I'm sure. Uh, so that's coming up in uh, March. Uh, coming up tomorrow and Sunday at Pinnacle Bank Arena are two high level basketball games, and we're going to get spoiled around here because you have the Iowa women are playing Nebraska tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow night, Omaha plays South Dakota State. Sunday, Nebraska plays Maryland. Maryland's coming off the win over Purdue. And then on Tuesday, a huge game for Creighton men. They take on Marquette. Now, Creighton men are um, in New York City. They play St. John's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But there are two things about the two games at Pinnacle Bank Arena this weekend. Omaha, or the Nebraska women, I beg your pardon, Went all in on, on the PAC PBA. And let's be honest, there's one person that's helping you do that, and that's Caitlin Clark. Yep. Caitlin Clark is such a show in women's basketball that college game day will be in Iowa City next week when they host Indiana. Now, Indiana's the best women's team in the Big Ten. But there's Caitlin Clark, yeah. and Iowa's a top ten program. So college game day will be in Iowa City next weekend for Indiana-Iowa women's basketball. That's cool. Caitlin Clark is a draw. Yep. There will be a lot of people, I'm raising my hand, will be there tomorrow because I want to watch Caitlin Clark in Me person. Too. Okay, So she she draws you in. Mm-hmm. You want to see her play. Then the following day, Nebraska basketball has a guy that has emerged, and I'm trying to put into context this run of Tominaga. So there have been runs of popular players with Nebraska basketball. Yep. Whether they be because of their talent or their personality mm-hmm. that we've latched on to. Or their size. You know, a lot of the popular players usually are the same size we are. You know, we Curry's not only a great shooter, one of the best ever in the history of the game, yeah. but he's not six foot seven. We can relate to Steph Curry. Okay. We can go up to Steph Curry and we don't have to look up. Right. So, you're just like us, yeah. only you're and, and, better and at that's, basketball. And that's a, another reason why I think a lot of young kids are attracted to Curry. Yeah. Because of the show he puts on. But he's also, he's not this hulking LeBron James 6'8". Yeah, he's, he's not an imposing yeah. guy. So, not only because of Tomonaga's personality and the way he's playing, is Tomonaga isn't a big fella. If you ever get up close to him, he's a small dude. But he's shifty and he's running all over the place. But because of the way he has played of late and the attention that he has gotten, you know, Big Ten Network, the journey tells his story. Yep. Steph Curry responded to a tweet yesterday. Wow. Nebraska basketball hasn't had this much attention on social mm-hmm. media since Tim Miles was the head coach, and he <laughs> tweeted. And Tominaga gets a response from Steph Curry. And Tominaga, all of a sudden, a guy that if Gary and Bandamil don't get hurt in Lincoln, is Tomonaga playing that much? No. Probably not. But he took advantage of his opportunity, yeah. and he's taken advantage, and Nebraska's also playing better 
His popularity is through the roof, and people will buy a ticket to go see mm-hmm. Tomonaga play on Sunday. <clears throat> it is quite the impact of two athletes in the same building on back-to-back days. And for, yeah, the, the must-see effect. And I'm not going to sit here and, and break down Caitlin Clark's game and compare it to Keisei Tomonaga. Well, let me do that for you, Okay, Nick, you, Thanks for asking. <laughs> then, then you, then by so, all means. So, I got you. So Tomonaga, who I think his three-on-three background, yes. helps him with back cuts, and he's, he's constantly moving. But we see how he shoots beyond the arc. So that's his forte. Yep. He's banging the three, baby. And there's so much energy that comes with it. Do you know what the average distance on a Caitlin Clark three is this year? The average distance on the a Caitlin The average Clark. distance on a Caitlin Clark three. 26 feet. I was going to say 27. 26, She's got okay. three shots this guessed. year from three-point range that she's hit over 30 feet. Now I'll let you continue on. I had, a, I had to go no, after on you to break it down. No, I like that because when you think of – the types of players, I, I think you're you're right about when they're not that imposing looking person. the The three point shooter is one thing, but when you're kind of like the stationary three point shooter, like those exist in college basketball. You know it, you see it week in and week out in the Summit League as well. When you have, it's that energy that comes with the the back picks. It's when it comes to his cutting ability, when it comes to him getting to the rim, putting up even at time circus shots, and. So you add that to sort of the lure of Casey Tomonaga. And then the thing that I know you and I've I have for a while too, even when we weren't together, the egging on the crowd, whether they're on the road or at home, and just a little bit of the I don't even say it's taunting, but just the excess celebration. At times that has probably led to some quick hoops on the other end. Yeah. But it's kind of agonizing, but when he's got it going, it's kind of like that person, if they're going against you, oh, man, does that get at you? Oh, it just it makes your, your skin crawl. But when it's for the team that you're rooting for, you find a way to like get mm-hmm. excited about it. You kind of get into it with him. So he brings it on, a di- on different levels. There's the ability to hit from anywhere on the floor. There's the agonizing part of that, too, where all of a sudden you need a big hoop and he gets the ball right away, boom, shot goes up, doesn't come close to going in, and you're pissed. But then he comes back down on the next possession, puts up a circus shot because he had the wherewithal on a back cut and someone made a great pass and he was an up and under you know, finish. And you ride the roller coaster. You, you always talk about riding the roller coaster. You ride the roller coaster with Tomanaga. But the fact that he has a smile on his face, he's loving every minute of it, and you see the team having some success with it, not like major success, not like the success that you know they're going to be an NCAA tournament team or anything like that, but you see more good than bad that's coming mm-hmm. with his rise. It's addictive. And it, there, there's so many boxes that he checks, I can't compare him to anything yeah. that we've seen recently in Nebraska. And his popularity soars so much, and Nebraska basketball doesn't go back on the road until they play at Iowa. And, uh, hello, Iowa. Uh, is it hello, Iowa, or bad Ohio State? It's it's Chris Holtman. So do, How you doing, buddy? So I checked the score last night while I was doing the Omaha game, and it's 36-35 Ohio State, and I'm like, okay. okay. Uh, the next thing I know, it's 80-65 to <laughs> Iowa, and Ohio State has fallen off the cliff. I mean, completely fallen off the cliff. But Nebraska basketball doesn't go back on the road until they play at Iowa at the end of the regular season. Has Tomanaga 
hit a level where he will be booed on the road. Yeah. You know, yeah. his, his yeah. antics. I think he will be. His oh, antics. Yeah. He can get under people's skin. Yep. So has he reached a point where he's going to get booed? Because I'm going to ask this question. We'll go to break because I want to talk about this on the other side. Caitlin Clark is annoying. She's really, really good. Seagrass from Villanova, Boston from South Carolina, Clark from Iowa. They're three of the best players in women's college basketball. But Caitlin Clark, she might even be tough to play with as your teammate, but she's really, really good. You put up with it. But she plays the game in a way that you can't stand her. Mm -hmm. So do you boo a women's basketball player? Does she get booed on the road because she's talented and the way that she plays, she drives the opposing fan base nuts because you don't like either her body language, you don't like her actions. Like, could we have Caitlin Clark get booed tomorrow, which would be quite the response, I'm sure, on social media. And does Tominaga reach a stage where he gets booed in Iowa City on the 6th of March? Or next year, when he plays, people recognize him. And they're like, oh, man, that guy... Stop having fun. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the fun haters. Think about that. Yeah. All right, 715. It's Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.